I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about the euphoric stage. Okay, Margaret. We talk about it often. We do. And we're gonna devote a whole video on it today because it's so important to understand how this affects us all. Right. Because when we start dating somebody new, it feels just amazing. We feel amazing, right? It's magical. It's magical. Your brain releases all kinds of chemicals yep. and you feel alive. It's like you become addicted to that new person. Right. So we're gonna be talking about this today because Margaret found some good research that she wanted to share. Yes, indeed. Okay, I'm going to talk about two smart people that we've talked about before. One okay. is a woman named Helen Fisher. Yep. Um, and the other one is Lucy Brown, both, okay. both PhD people. Okay. Um, and they work at the neurology um, division at Einstein College of Medicine in New York. And there's no better. Okay? okay. These are smart people. And they've been studying brain activity of people in love. Okay, you know the act, this is your brain on drugs, this yeah. is your brain on love. This is your brain on love. This is your brain on love, say they. When you're doing, when you're falling in love with someone, the other person is the center of your life. Yes. Okay. You forgive everything in these early stages. The other person has faults and you see them, but it just doesn't matter. Yeah, they don't bother you. No. Yeah. It's part of your beloved. It's, yeah. So. It's amazing. It is amazing. The other person has faults. Yeah. And you see them, but you don't care. Maybe they leave the dirty dishes in the sink. But they make you laugh at least once every day, so it's okay. Yeah. The good things outweigh the negative. Yeah. All right? One of the most significant findings in their brain mapping studies, mm -hmm. determined to be a key factor in relationship success, involve what Brown refers to as the suspension of negative judgment. It's a good okay. way of looking at it. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it made me think of the old thing they used to say about um, plays in, in ancient Greece. And they would say, when you go to see a play or you read a book that has a story in it or you go to a movie, you suspend, um, you suspend disbelief, mm -hmm. okay, to enjoy the story. So in this case, you just, you, you just don't bother to look at any of the problems. Mm -hmm. um, you suspend that whole process. Okay. In this early stage, many people show a decrease in activity in the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is the part of the brain that has to do with negative judgment of people. So I have suspended my judgment. Okay. I wow. even like you today, Craig. Wow. Yes. Your brain really pulls a fast one on you. <laughs> <laughs> even your own brain is going against you. <laughs> Honest to God. Um, 
Okay, so even our brain doesn't, doesn't act the same way it normally does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother Nature wants us to get connected, very obviously. Mm-hmm. The longer couples can maintain suspension of negative judgment toward each other, the better the chances of success. Now, I mean, there are certain things you can't ignore, mm-hmm. all right? But I guess for, you know, unless it's major, being able to suspend that judgment is a good thing. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Um, when they followed up with participants in whatever studies they did, they found that couples who had stayed together for three years or more mm-hmm. had the most decreased activity in this part of the brain. Perhaps something for all of us to keep in mind. Hmm. All right, because it's very easy to be critical. You leave the dishes in the sink. You didn't pick this or that up after yourself. Sure. Okay. So I guess if we stop worrying about those things, our lives might be might be a little richer. Yeah. So how long does this romantic phase last? Okay. Um, Brown says that the studies estimate the euphoric stage can last anywhere from six months to two years. Wouldn't that be a long, wonderful high? I think, you know, yeah, it would be. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's reasonable I, uh, and lines yeah. up with what I've seen. Certainly. And, and looked at and thought about for years right. now. Yes, I would right. say that. Although a small portion of the population, approximately 15 to 30 percent, say they are still in love mm-hmm. and that it still feels like the first six months even after 10 or 15 years. And now those would, I would say those are probably the secure people, right? I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, and the secure people can overlook problems much more quickly. Mm-hmm. They have less need of their partner in some, some really basic kinds of ways. Yeah, because they don't, they don't have those needs that, right. um, that were unfulfilled in their childhood. Right. So they're not as demanding on their partner and putting right. as much part pressure exactly. on their partner. Exactly. You were gone too long when you went out with the boys. I know that means you want to leave me. Mm-hmm. You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I agree. According to Dr. Brown, we don't know why this is. I don't necessarily think, she says, it's because they have found their soulmates. Mm-hmm. I think it's the person. Some people have an easier time rekindling the earlier stages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Not to say the rest of us can't. But we don't always. Okay? Sure. Um, for the general population, the intoxication of new love will eventually morph into the next stage, which is that of early attachment. Attachment. Right. Okay. Now. And that's where everything changes. That's where everything changes, yeah. So I'm going to... That's why you have to work through those attachment issues. That's exactly own, right. Because whether your ex comes back or not, if you haven't worked through those issues you're going to do a lot of those same things with that next partner. So now I'm going to offer you an opinion, and I, I, it's my opinion. I suspect it's yours too, Craig. Okay. I believe that the people who have the hardest time letting go of a partner mm-hmm. vividly remember this period of euphoria. Okay? It's such an incredible high. All mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to that, almost everyone who is acutely grieving the loss of a partner, describes the relationship as having started out very quickly. We hit it off right away, is what I hear, very quickly, um, and it seems magic. 
Okay, it started magically. We felt like we had known each other forever. There was no hesitation. It was totally comfortable. Um, and this kind of experience is the best surprise ever. Um, but again, we always caution people about moving too quickly. Yes. Because believe me, you don't want to let go of a day of this as long as you can keep it. Yeah, because you feel so alive <laughs> yeah. when you're in this stage. Yeah. And, you know, what happens is you have to be careful that you're, or you're, you or your partner aren't going to line up when it comes to long-term attachment. Right. And this is why, me personally, I say, if your ex off leaves you for someone else, oftentimes it doesn't get past this initial stage. Right. That it doesn't lead to attachment in right. most cases. Right. Attachment is when it gets serious. I think most new relationships don't lead to attachment. Right. Right? I mean, right. I think probably maybe 20, 30 percent if yeah. I had to ballpark it. And with the crazy heady ones that start off with all this magic and, and excitement, Along about month five, month six, one party who might be a little bit avoidant starts to get uncomfortable, and that's all it takes to end it. And it's shocking for the other person. Absolutely Absolutely shocking, shocking and I see it every week, yeah. many, many times Me throughout too. the week. Me too. Yep. And I think the fantasy continues to be, if I can get this person back, we can, we can get this euphoric stage back. And I don't think it happens often. It takes work. It takes a lot Especially, of work. Especially, you know, you have to be able to navigate your own needs and I think get to a place where you're more reasonable in your expectations. Mm -hmm. And then I think you're more likely to get it back. Right, because yeah. you're not putting so much demand, especially like on an avoidant partner. On your partner, exactly. So yeah. I think if you can do that, it's gonna be more likely to turn around. That you just have to be more reasonable. And, and you hear people say in various ways, how could anybody that I went through this experience with ever leave me? I don't understand. It's shocking. It's shocking. It really is. Yeah. And we will continue to refer to it because we hear it so, so often. Be and it, and they, it's because that person has attachment issues. Right. And that's why you've got to learn how to navigate that person or other people that you date and become, you know, not so demanding as a partner because that often pushes the other person away one way or another. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, we will go back to this periodically because I think it causes an awful lot of trouble. Oh, yes. And there is something about it, if you've ever had this experience, that is timeless. So it's hard to imagine that it can't sort of instantly be rekindled. Yep. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Okay. All right. Hopefully you found this one helpful. Give Margaret a thumbs up for her research. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.